everyone. Welcome to Babes on the Brink. We have an extra special interview with the best performing psychic we've ever had in global <laughs> traders history. Joining me, first of all, my wonderful co-host, Chili Philly. Darling, how are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited. <laughs> Puffy Fluffykins, also thriving and very excited. <laughs> Donna, we are so happy to have you here. How are you going? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my God, we loved you so much. How are you dealing with the kind of post-traders madness and settling into real life? Yeah, it's very, very fascinating to uh, get to the final episode and all of a sudden this breath occurs where it's like, okay, you're not reliving or moving through spaces and having to watch or, um, you know, manner trauma is real, but it's also a very, very powerful thing moving through us if we let it. So I'm like, okay, now I can breathe. Let's just lean into regular life. Back in the saddle, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad. It's it's quite an intense experience. I, I don't know about you, but I didn't sleep for the entire time it was on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sleep came and went for me. For some reason, I felt um, safe by about episode three, episode four. I'm like, I'm not getting murdered. And I don't know whether that's because I've aligned myself quite well <laughs> with the traders or like they're just using me for comic relief or <laughs> so i mean towards the end the, the lack of i mean it's, it's on my voice in the last episode i'm like okay it's past my bedtime we've had a really big day i'm if we're at the end we've done it all good night <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like annabelle just every day <laughs> me by about 6 p.m stop talking to me <laughs> our bedtime is at eight that's it yeah, yeah. Um, well, well let's start there your last couple of days in the manor donna looked like a real struggle um it, it seemed earlier that you had a budding friendship with leroy how did you end up so isolated um uh so listen um, budding friendships for me were kind of few and far between. I got clocked really hard in the beginning. And because there was this hard clock, rather than seeing beyond that person's um, what was going on for them and their triggered space, lean into me and just see that I'm actually really an enthusiastic, fun-loving human being who, despite looking like a comical, silly girl, was really taking the game seriously, but tried to have a lot of fun with it at the same time. So I don't think that was read very well. I mean, you see me at the first table, I'm like, well, it's been nice knowing everybody. And it was really a poking fun at me to say, I'm going to be the first one taken out of the manor in one way, shape, or form. And it's just this self-deprecating humor that I have. I'm 54 years old and and just have this space where it's like, I'm just me and you're either going to like me or not like me. And that's the way it goes. <laughs> we absolutely loved you. Thank you. You got a lot of hate um, early on when um, Fierce initiates that sort of conflict between you and Colin. Um, and we never see any sort of like conflict or anything sort of come your way again um how did you manage to sort of clear your name yeah. of all of that yeah. so especially so quickly so early on yeah so i'm really good at 
like if, if I've made a mistake, then I'm the first one to call myself out in that space. And I had misheard something that was said. And so it's like, I stepped it in and like, I'm the, I try and make, I like to get along with everybody and I don't like to step on toes and I'm pretty clutchy at the best of times. And so it was literally just owning that I was this clutchy person. You're right. I've made this mistake and whatever I can do to help and moving forward, let me know because we're trying to play a game and win some money here. <laughs> so dancing, yeah. a lot of footwork. <laughs> Fancy footwork. <laughs> <laughs> And people seem to buy that you were a faithful as well after that, even if you weren't getting those kind of close friendships. Is that fair to say? It is really fair to say. Um, I had, you know, there was a, you saw me getting clocked in the beginning and my name was up for that space. And it's like, look, we're, someone's going to be on the chopping block here. It's either going to be me or Colin. And that's the way it's going to be. Just know that I've come here this way. Like I, I am one, I've been bucking the system my whole life. And so to be able to pull this together in a faithful win would have been the coolest thing ever, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, you know, Red team, blue team. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. ah. Yeah. So did, did being on the blue team really save you? Because we saw a lot of the red team getting targeted. Do you think do you think being blue was a saving grace? Uh yes, because there are a bunch of us in behind very well aware of the 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 reality versus not reality part of the game. And it's like <laughs> if you don't think we're gonna try and like there's a game you play with the traders, there's the game you play as faithless, there's your game. And if you don't see that writing on the wall that if it's not gonna be you, it's gonna be them, you'd best be getting on to something. So we slowly yeah. just a few of us behind the scenes came along and quietly surprised Kevin with the vote and then Kevin's gone with a vote. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. like there's just this space where you see the writing on the wall and you'd best be getting a team together if you want to try and fight that machine that is. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. So from your perspective, when you're looking at the power dynamics, you've obviously got the traitors versus faithful thing. Then there's the whole blue team versus red team that there must be a traitor on the red team. But was that reality tv people alliance and the fact they weren't that was very clear and obvious do you think that was probably the leading power dynamic in the game that was the leading power dynamic in the game for sure and then when blue team went down one of our faithfuls with his great big loving heart who had to exit the show the numbers automatically tipped as like well crap here we go this is the part where I had seen early on in the game, um, someone, you know, to put it into context and said, hey, you know, who do you think is going to win? I said, well, I don't know who's going to win, but I can tell you where I'm going to be in all of this. And I said, I don't know how I know this, but it's just going to be this way. You're going to see me at the fire. I don't think I'm going to get the money, but I'm going to be at the fire. And, and then as soon as the blue team went down that one number, it's like, and there it is. Okay, there's going to be no real way to get out of this jam. The writing's on the wall, unless by some weird miracle. And I believe in miracles, but um, it was just really not our time and space. <laughs> Interesting. So you you told them that you'll be at the fire. We've been dying to know all season, Donna. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Did you ever reveal that you're a sidekick? I did. And so my game was very, very strategically depending on who and how I could get close to. Now, 
going into the game, I was like, I'm going to be the person that they're going to get close to, and I'm not going to see coming because they're going to find the little thing that's Donna's weakness. And um, one of the first person that I told, because we're very much the same vibe, was our little trader who got dismissed in round two. So Melby took the secret to her grave. <laughs> Oh, we love Melvin. We love, a, know, we love a, a faithful trader queen. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, seriously, she's like, oh, I didn't even think about Don. I'm like, hee hee. I guess there's a this tense at the head, and so and so when Travon had come forward in his space, yes. I'm like, hey, Travon, listen, you're never gonna hear this judgment from me because. I'm here and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm trying to see if I can get those fired up in here. I don't know if I can, but like, I don't want you to think I'm going to judge you for having that space because I'm in here under the radar too. And so Travon knew and then Dom knew. Dom knew almost instantly. I trusted him immediately. We started to vibe right away. And so the rest, I'm like, was going to be on an as-needed basis and nobody wanted to play, so nobody got the rest of the information. Yeah. <laughs> right there's a game that really has to be played if you want to be clever like there's not just a psychic medium donna playing the game there's someone who's been at reality tv in a very smart game who has this cleverness or there's two things that i had to be really careful with during the game and that was i was part of a smart thing placing really strongly and then i had this thing that clearly we could see my trader was broken but also i wanted to see how it would work in a house like in a situation like this i've never been tested this way before and I was a very naturally clumsy psychic medium and did some things that were quite hilarious, but, you know, to put things into context. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an as-needed basis. It was the only way I think having watched, you know, like the, I'd watched the US one when I was um, going through the audition process and I'm like, okay. And then I watched um, the UK version and I'm like, you know, we get a bad enough time as it is out there. I'm going to be really cautious with who I tell. I'm going to use it when I need to see if I can get it to work. And there's some things that I did, but it's like, you have to play a really cautious game. I mean, I'm out now in a very, very big platform versus very quietly. People will, will see that like I, there were people I trusted and people I didn't. And there were people I could trust and people I would never trust. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause having watched, so you watched the UK and US before you, you started. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what was your strategy coming into it based off sort of what you'd seen previously? Yeah. So I knew that I would have to keep what I'm capable of doing quiet. First of all, not having been in a situation like this where I didn't know how it would work, would it work? And I've got a really funny context story in a minute just to show you how naturally clumsy I am with this space. But also there was like the game that I needed to play because I've been invited to this game that's just as far as I'm concerned, the coolest thing ever. And I'm going to get to do a bunch of things over and above this. So there was the game that you want to play to try and win the money. And then the game you wanted to stay in the game to do the things and see if you could magically reach for the golden ring. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, yeah. It, was like, it was like 4D chess. It was not, there was nothing 2D about it. <laughs> 4D everywhere. I've got my emotions, my pings, everybody else's emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's a hard, and that's, and me and Annabelle both know, that's one of the hardest things about any of these sorts of games is that you're playing your game, everyone else's game, the show's game, the outside, where the show's airing game, the visual game. Yeah. There's so much going All on. All of it. And, 
yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to grasp, especially if you, especially if you've never done it before. It's very hard to. Grasp. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but like I can remember watching shows and you see this person crying. You're like, why are they crying? And then and then all of a sudden you get into a show and then you're clogged and you're fighting to stay and you're crying. He's like, oh, I these emotional the emotional impact of these games is probably the hardest part of the game that we with any of us would play. Mm. And so. Um, yeah, being a big feeler, that poses challenges, that's for sure. And being 53 years young, yeah. <laughs> doing all the things for two weeks. Woo! <laughs> it's a lot. I like to say I'm crisexual, where it's it's gender-free, but if you're crying on TV, girl, I got you. Like, we we love to see people being vulnerable. Um, do, were, yeah. were you much of a reality TV fan or competition reality fan in general? Yeah, so I have been watching Amazing Race Canada since the day it started. I've been with Survivor since the very beginning. Um, Big Brother, Big Brother Canada. I've gone back into all the other traders now. I'm just finally getting to all these beautiful episodes. So I do. I'm a hardcore reality TV fan. I did have a dabble in it prior to this show, and and um, really thought this is a this is a really cool opportunity to kind of spread my wings and see again whether. Let, let's do this. When things come to you, just say yes, whether you're scared or not. And I'm like, I'm like, I like to do things that scare the crap out of me. And this one scared the crap out of me. And I'm so glad I did it. So glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you did it too. Oh, that's a good yeah. answer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all for so that. <laughs> in, in the of the game, we had, you were kind of parts of, part of the hearts and minds club, we were calling them, where th there was this, sentiment at the start of the game where people were a bit nervous and having to go with the flow and then at some point you realize i'm now teasing under the covers so so let me know if i'm wrong oh my gosh our non-reality tv numbers are getting down i'm i'm losing control of the game talk talk me through that that space and how your strategy changed around that point yeah, yeah. So as soon as we saw the numbers slide around where we had the ghosty, where the things disappeared, that episode, it was like, okay, so unless something really big happens, um, the, the writing's kind of on the wall that it's going to come down to certain three or four people. We're going to have to start taking ourselves out whether we want to or not. And the, I call it my Punky Brewster moment. So anybody that's watched the old Punky Brewster show, I'm aging myself a little bit. There's this really vibrant character who was just sort of outside the box thinker. And I wear this rainbow colored sweater to breakfast. That's the day that everything really started to change from a, like I've gotten settled into the house, kind of getting a feel for the human beings in. And then the number changes around round six. And, and I'm like, okay, doesn't matter how this is going to fly. My goal now is to last as long as I can, help the pot build, go on the adventure and see if there might be a Hail Mary at the end, which really there was never going to be a Hail Mary at the end. So I was just going to have fun and try and just make everybody laugh as much as humanly possible because if I'm going to stay, we might as well have some fun seeing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because uh, I think me and Annabelle talked about it in our last little recap because, um, yeah, they have that little montage of you basically just, like, dancing around and having fun <laughs> and stuff like that. 
And do you think a lot of it is because your, like, sort of mindset around being like that is because you'd watched enough shows at this point that you knew you just had to make the most of it, and that's, like, and that's ex- the best mindset to have in that situation? That's exactly it. You can either spend the rest of your time sulking that you're not going to get to a space, or you can be like, you know what, um, my friends saw the skipping part of Donna, and they're like, Donna, we've run into you before, and you've gone off to see another friend, and you've hopped like a gazelle out of the way. So it's, like, typical Donna stuff, and I'm like... My friends and I grew up being the party and I'm like, if I'm going to be a one woman party, I'm just going to like, we think we're wee woo anyway. So let's go wee woo all the way and have a lot of fun. And yeah, you know, when I make people question things, then I'm at least on their mind. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, if you're having fun, it means that you can, you can take what you want out of it. You know, it's like the worst thing is to get so caught up in it and it's really easy to forget on shows yeah. to yeah. sort of, it's fun. It's fun. A lot. It's a game. It's fun. It's, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I was really determined, even from the beginning, that I was playing a game and I wasn't going to really let the game play me. Now, there's personal stuff that gets involved and we've got multiple personalities going through the show house. But like every time I was on a mission, it was my opportunity to be away from playing the hardest part of the game. And so I'm the biggest cheerleader. We're going to go for beers. We're going to do the thing. You just keep swimming up my there because I may just swim, you little bugger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just to really just, you could see the, the emotional toll it was taking on people. And, and even though I was tired and you're seeing the sleep deprivation kick in, there was this level of rising that I was doing. And I'd had my most challenging day in the house out of the road in the very beginning. So I started to get a little bit stronger and other people were starting to have their moments in the house and feeling, I'm just like, we just need to keep our morale up. This is, remember, this is just a game. Yes, we're all fighting for some money. Wouldn't it be cool if, but we're here. So let's just have some fun. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Leave them laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Make Could... them all stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the leap heard round the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. You were the ultimate cheerleader. Yeah, literally. By by around the end, though, we we saw. You know, you're saying, look, I just want a faithful to win. I don't really care if it's me at this point. Uh, were you a little bit checked out, or your vision to the end was clouded? What what was wearing you down? Uh, the sleep deprivation. We had done two. Like the the last challenge of the day was physically demanding and so like by about i'm gonna say episode eight nine i started to get the okay the end is near i'm starting to decompress a little bit i'm exhausted i'm sleep deprived always on always on always on and um just like really emotionally exhausted there had been a level of where things kind of didn't really let up for me in the house i'm constantly being checked and i'm constantly being this and i'm constantly coming under suspicion and firing people got all these questions i'm just like guys like it's going to be whatever it's going to be now and if i have to die on the sword to go out and it helps faithfuls win or i have to do whatever it is to do to just at least make it to the end so be it it wasn't even like a matter of defeat it was sheer exhaustion and the mental physical emotional fatigue of it all mm. yeah you get clocked in every yeah. corner and it's like oh, i'm always you're always on hyper alert <laughs> and then you know i just gonna say the game doesn't stop even when you like you can go, you can be done your day and you go to bed and you're not really gone to bed because you're thinking about the game, right? So it's, you're always on until mm. you manage some sleep from exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, is all of this exhaustion and stuff like that towards the very end the reason why when you did vote for Mike, 
um, you sort of were really apologetic and you're really like, you were having an emotional moment. And then at the very end, you, you're, you're saying, yeah, it's just second guessing yourself and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Is that, is that sort of where that sort of It was actually, it was actually more the writings on the wall. I want to at least make it to the fire. So if I have to call myself an idiot to get there, I knew it was him. I've been clocking him since round three, but I'm just like, oh, can we just get this part? I'm so, I just want this over and done with. Can we just, you see it in that day when I go out to the, at the thing where I'm like, just put me up at the table. I'm so done. I'm ready to go home. We know I'm, I'm going at some point in time. So we're either going to do it now or do it later. And it's just like, I was done. <laughs> I'm ready to tap out. And I'm yeah. like, I just got this final home stretch thing to do. And then it's done. <laughs> Yeah. yeah 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 was was mike the person you were most suspicious of the whole time or was there somebody who was the most suspicious so, um throughout the game yeah so mike was off and on my radar the whole time he is this beautiful loving kind human being who never took low road to he was really good at the social game in all of this and so when you have a conscience that can be prone to feeling guilty, he really used that to his advantage. Like, well, you did this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot, whatever. Before someone else calls me that, might as well call myself that. Whatever it is, this self-deprecating humor. I'm just like, I'm just done. I'm just, just, just put a fork in me. I'm done. <laughs> and, and I guess that kind, of, that kind of leads into to what I wanted to know here. In that final episode, Everyone there is pretty confident you're a faithful. But as you say, it was still no one's intention to bring you to the final three, which seems kind of mad to me. Is there anything you could have done at all to secure that final three spot? Or were you just being blocked from conversation? Oh, yeah, no, I was blocked every every time I turned around. So like on that final day, I'm in that space and it's just like, I'm so frustrated. I'm like, fine, I've got some stuff in mind. Um, you know, I'm, I'm done playing the game. If you're done playing the game with me, I'm done playing the game with you. The fatigue is kicked in. And if you're really playing the game, then this odds is going to have to come down to you really playing the game without the help. If you want to play it that bad, you go ahead and play it and you see what you get at the end. I, it was sort of like, it's like my petty kicked in at the last moment. I'm like, fine, if you want to be that way, <laughs> then I'm going to be that way. I'm going to save it till the end. Screw you guys. <laughs> Mike, yeah. you we stand too. a petty queen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fine, uh, you're cut off. <laughs> I saved my petty for the end. We're literally, <laughs> literally obsessed. <laughs> yeah, people don't know. Like, I'm kind of one of those people, like, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And if you want to really go down a road, you are messing with someone who's at level 54 and been through most of where you've already been 20 years ahead of you. So, (laughs) I have petty down to an art. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Did did you have a move that you were really proud of or, or a favorite moment in the game? Oh, my God. Can we talk about the laser beams? Please talk to me about <laughs> the laser beams. Can we talk about the laser beams? We love hey, the we laser were, beams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, Dom and I were joking about it because, like, we're really, I'm a really adaptive player. And if I see a way and I'm really observing, like, I, I was watching the people were moving and then they bring the double lasers down and I'm like, well, crap, maybe there's a couple more people going ahead of me so I can watch. 
And sure enough, they did. And I'm like, I know how this has to get handled. And so I handled it in fine fashion. And Dom saw the way and did the same thing right behind me. It's like, we just, it was like, team, we just did that. <laughs> you were great in the missions. And so we did want to know, you know, how much of that came from your experience in the Girl Guides? And what other kind of experience were you drawing on? <laughs> Sincerely, like, I, it's like, I, you know, People have asked me, is there any job you haven't done on this planet? I said, there's a few, but I, you know, was once part of a reality TV show that, that tested people's uh, smartest, called Canada's Smartest. And what it was is about clever, like it's math and puzzles and blah. So I, I knew after I watched the first, the U.S. version, I'm like, I can do these missions. This is my jam. This is where I, if anything, I will be known as a mission queen because I can do that hardcore. Hardcore. And I proved yeah. my every step of the way, except for maybe the ghosty challenge, which my brain went, I don't know. That was the only one that was really worked out. <laughs> well, that's, that's, me that's like memory, observing and memory. Like that's, uh, that's testing a different yeah. skill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, communication would really help. Hey, Carleen, you see anything? No, Donna, do you see? No, okay. That would have helped too. But oh, yeah. Oh, happen. true. Yes. <laughs> Nothing. We're both in there in silence, like, well, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um um you you did mention dom a few times but like who else were who were you closest to so really yeah so there were people that i really like so if if we had looked at the final final four the way it would have gone down it would have been mel a trevon me dom and and trying to slide out we from from the traders it would have been the four of us standing at the end if we'd had our way they were the ones that leaned in that were really like, you know, understanding or like it was just a space where it literally came down to Team Blue. And and those were sort of the folks that we were left with. And Mel A, I have mad respect. Yeah. I love Mel B, my little traitor. Mel B has been the clue to, glue to the cafe. She's just, I heart her. And had she not been a traitor, we would have had a really good time together. <laughs> yeah, together. we love Mel yeah. B. Yeah, so Mel A and Travon and Dom were my primaries. And listen, I have to give a little shout out to Mickey because... Um, to put things into context, this is a really funny story about how naturally some of my intuitiveness works. So imagine that eighth episode, Mickey gets blackmailed and we're on our way out to do the puzzle and the rescue our, our, our castmates out of our matter guests out of the, uh, the fortress. And we're driving out there and I'm like, you know, it'd be really funny. And Mickey's like, what? And I'm like, it'd be really funny if you and I got to the end and you were the traitor and you traded me, I would laugh my head off. And here he'd been flipped. It's like my little natural intuitive clutchiness is that we're trying to say, hey, Donna, you're sitting next to a trader. You should really pay attention to this voice. <laughs> wow. so, so kudos to Mickey, because I'm sure he was like sweating bullets next to me. And he's just the nicest fella ever. He was he was like me, struggled with the social, where conflict would arise. And, and like, we're getting... So Mickey and I would take a few moments to just, you know, have our moments in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless. So are those the people who you're, you're closest with now as well after the game? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Dom and I talk every couple of weeks and then Mel and Trevon and I, will, we do the mean game with each other and yeah. So, and then Mel B, of course, that's, that's, that's all. Sorry. And it's not like any hate or anything. Just there's people that you bond with in this, this story. It's trauma bonding at its finest. And, um, yeah, those are the personalities that really saw me and let me be a lot of me. So it's oh, great. <laughs> I love that. So Donna, 
I am really into psychic readings. Um, I actually had one recently. We'll talk about that in a second. But getting to the important stuff, do you read auras? And did anybody there, were you picking up on any interesting energy from anyone? Is there, is there anything notable? Yeah, so I feel like, so so imagine being in my room and like, all right, folks, listen up. Can we like make the traders glow red or something? Can you do something other than these feelings or hits that I'm getting? Because they're really mucked up in this house. And so it, what I really, really learned is there was such an emotional space to this that from an aura standpoint, I can read auras, but I I had so many multi-layer things going on that's trying to step into some of that was happening. The less the less people we had in the house, the easier it was getting to sort of get a feel for human beings. Um, what I did notice is that there was a significant amount of cast members who had had a significant amount of loss, and I'm like, I can't really talk about dead people on TV, and like maybe yeah. we could talk to them after the show's done. And so, like, there were you know people in the courtyard, and so I'm you know, people recognize me. me oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Psychics and mediums would struggle with the space where we have the personality, where we have the game at play, where we have our, our, our spidey senses. It's not easy, but I really was able to look back and go, Donna, there were moments where you naturally said some things that turned out to be the accuracy level 99.9%. So you need to pay attention to, you can't go to school for these things that we do. There's no, hey, when this happens, you should pay attention. It, there was this naturally occurring thing where I was seeing things that turned out to be the case. I'm like, you need to pay attention to that dumb, dumb. Come on now. <laughs> mm. It's yeah. hard when there's so much going on, right? You've got, yeah. you're trying to uh, piece yeah. together, but then you've also, you're receiving these messages. It would have been a lot to deal with mentally. Yeah, I was yeah. playing 4D and 5D chess, really. Like it was a, a multi-layer yeah. game and... Um, you know, like I really, by, by round six, I had Mike 75, 80% clocked. And then there was a naturally occurring moment when, um, I had like, from a game standpoint, had some feelers about someone getting close to me. And I'm like, I'm going to set you up and see. Cause like, I, we haven't talked to me for six games and all of a sudden game seven, you're getting close to me. You're going to be a traitor. And so I said something to this person. Then the next at the table, Mike said the thing I told them. And I'm like, Oh, you two are the traitors. There we go. hundred percent confirmed for Mike. Susie yeah. is yeah. going to go at the table. Yeah. And um, you know, but like there were feelings but then gaslighting is a thing. And when you have a, like, I'm a really vulnerable heart. I, like I said, I yeah. cry at puppy commercials. So someone that I'm getting close to trying not to get the personal part of the game in all of this is the biggest challenging part. Like, this is a game, but I really like you, but I'm about to do this thing. And I kind of be cold that way. And I'm not exactly the coldest person. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy yeah. being kind and big hearted in a game where they're asking you to no. be ruthless. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. No, um, no way. I want to get, selfish for a second sorry philly okay. this is my moment um look i recently about a month ago had a psychic reading donna it was very doom and gloom okay yeah. not a lot of yeah. positivity on my horizon so i need to know yeah. if you're sensing any big wins coming this way and if that ever <laughs> comes to you i need a dm 
<laughs> okay, beautiful. And and while we're at it, after we're off the podcast, I actually have a grandma here for you. And so, like, if so, so after the podcast, I don't want to be a little on the air with you because this could be quite the thing. But if you wouldn't mind, if we can stick around please. after, so I can bring her I, to for you. That please. <laughs> I'm literally desperate. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> two two more things that we really wanted to know. So we were getting okay. a lot of sexy vampire energy from Corinne. We thought maybe up in Karina's <sighs> tower, they're selecting who to feed to her. What were you picking up on from Corinne? You know what? <laughs> it was really funny because when we all got to sit down with Karen and and have our moment of whether we're going to be faithful or traitors, I'm watching people come back and like, oh man, she's so serious and blah blah blah. In my head, I'm like. Well, she kind of has to be because this is part of the show. And I get in there and I'm actually making her giggle and we're having a really good time. I'm like the second to last person going in for the interview. And um, I come back with a smile. My face like, Donna, what's going on? I'm like, well, that little minx and I were having a really good laugh together. She is absolutely, she's got this devilishly delightful and really fun way of hosting. And can I just say, like, I want to be her fashion like that fashion was just out of this world and um i don't think we could have asked for a more gracious mm. uh lady of the manor serving up devilish yeah. smiles and a few little backstabbing moments for all of us <laughs> yeah, yeah. My we first. loved it yeah. yeah just that that last red outfit she walked in and we all gasped right <laughs> like let's not get yeah. ourselves <laughs> yeah she's a delight literally highlight yeah yeah um okay speaking of her finale we have we've been holding off this question specifically for you ah let's go <laughs> but can you please answer this question for us so when you guys put put your um bags in the fire yeah. does do the flames actually change color of course they do finally closure finally closure Seriously, you had to think very hard. More, more, more. <laughs> Donna, you were so much fun on the show. We loved the brevity that you brought, the dancing, the the raw emotion. We're so glad you were there. I doubt we're going to get another psychic that does as well as you. And yeah. there's one every season now. Oh. Yeah. Thank we you. need a crown to put on your head or something, I'm, like a digital I'm, one. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all hail queen of the psychics <laughs> yes so Donnie you've got a, a really a really fun social media presence as well where can people find you um yeah so I'm uh Donna is a heart on TikTok heart and souls h-a-r-t-t and souls um yeah I like to have fun like I'm just I'm the world I deal with sadness and grief every day and so it's a kindly reminder to me every day to live and i don't care whether you're laughing at me or with me that you're laughing is the best thing that can happen on this planet really 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ow, mm-hmm. I laugh constantly. Oh, I love you on social yeah. media. <laughs> yeah, you already made my morning. You made me laugh so yeah. much. <laughs> of course I did. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. And Phil, where can people find you, darling? Um, they can follow me on Twitter at the Chili Philly or on Instagram at Chili Philly or and you can watch my series Chill with Phil on Wow Presents Plus out now. It's very chill. It was <laughs> very chill. We do love it. It watch is very chill. chill. You can find me Instagram and Twitter, Annabelle C E coming out, I think, early next week on Silent Podcast with Sarah Carradine. We are going to be doing the all Harry Jousey podcast on his season of um, Too Hot. Oh, no, not Too Hot. To, is it Too Hot to Handle? The, yes, yeah, Too Hot to yes, Handle. Yes, yes. Um, so everybody go check that out. Um, please leave us a rating and review so people can find Babes on the Brink. Um, Phil is going to be covering the Traitors UK with our favorite traitor. Do you want to announce that, Phil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, I suppose we have to have a little meeting, but she did say she wants to do it, so I couldn't have thought of a better replacement for Annabelle than basically the Canadian Annabelle, so I'll be joined by the wonderful Mel B. Yeah, <laughs> All right, she can't back out now. We formally announced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Oh, well, wait, are you, ha, have you guys announced what you're doing? No. Oh, and I will be covering the Traitors UK on reality TV wrap-ups with Poo super excited for that as well thank you everyone so much for listening to this we had the absolute best time and thank you again donna thank you so much have a great day you too thank you bye